Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Strong Towns Bottom Up Revolution podcast. This is a special Strongest Town contest episode featuring a competitor in the final four round of our competition. And it's my pleasure to welcome a representative from Yellow Springs, Ohio, Brian Hausch. Um, Brian, can you introduce yourself and tell us your role in the city of Yellow Springs? Uh, yeah, thanks, Rachel. It's great to be here. And um, my name is, again, Brian Hausch. I'm the Village Council President of Yellow Springs. Actually, I also uh, have a role as the Midwest Policy Manager for Rails to Trails Conservancy. Which, oh, wow, you're busy. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's uh, and busy with great stuff. Um, yeah, uh, notably, the Rails to Trails Conservancy uh, Midwest office is located in Yellow Springs, uh, which kind of highlights our, you know, trail town nature. So, uh, yeah. Fantastic. Let's get into hearing a little bit more about Yellow Springs. How have you all adapted to the economic and community challenges of the pandemic these last few years? You know, this was uh, and continues to be uh, a challenging time, and it really tested us as a village government. And I think, you know, early on, one of the things that uh, was really important to our success through the pandemic was that we had in place a coalition of nonprofits and other key organizations in the community that were working with the village on the, uh, we had a culture of health initiative that we parlayed into having a group ready to get together and look at how do we respond to all the needs of our community, our local businesses, our residents, our nonprofits. And um, that initiative really helped us to get ahead of a lot of the challenges. One of the things that uh, we're really proud of is we kept a balanced budget through uh, these past two years. And at the same time, we're able to guarantee the, the level of service that our community members want and expect. And um, you know, at the same time, we established several initiatives. This was in partnership with our community foundation. Um, I know the Uplift Yellow Springs initiative to support local businesses downtown was really important and continues to be. And we also made sure to take our CARES money and really think specifically about how we address resident needs, those that were having problems with utilities and whatnot, but also how we um, make sure that our local businesses stayed in place. So we had a variety of um, revolving loans that were ultimately forgivable to help keep those businesses in place. And we did some other things to promote the community as well. I do want to mention one other thing that I think is really significant about our success is that Yellow Springs was actually the first municipality in Ohio to uh, pass a mask mandate. And it uh, was while we were waiting for the governor to respond. And in fact, we had some conversations with uh, our governor about uh, doing this, even though there wasn't a statewide mandate, um, which he supported, uh, recognizing that you know, communities know themselves best. And to promote that, we, for six weeks in uh, the middle of the summer, had our mask ambassadors who were giving away masks to people that 
came into town and uh, really promoting that message. And ultimately, a lot of what we heard was that many people continued to come to Yellow Springs to shop and visit because they felt safe due to the protocols that we put in place. Yeah. Lots of great initiatives. So as you look to the future, um, what are you all doing to become more financially resilient? What, what steps are you taking that you feel most proud of in Yellow Springs? Yeah, I think that uh, a couple things that we are really focused on is promoting um, right fit development for the community. We have uh, a couple industries that are uh, doing really well, including a medical marijuana facility that's expanding. And we feel that's really aligned with our values around, you know, supporting, you know, uh, proper health and, and, and doing that in a environmentally sustainable way. We also are seeing a lot of uh, injection of other interests around um, home-based businesses, a lot of local businesses that are taking advantage of the municipal broadband that we have been putting in place. We partnered with our schools uh, a year ago to look at how we could provide uh, internet for particularly students that were having challenges with their Wi-Fi connections when they were still um, remote learning. We have expanded that. We're, we're lucky that we own our electric utility and we also have a, um, a data center that's located in town that are allowing us to uh, now expand that to fiber to the home for 300 homes. And that is, is again, going to expand across the whole village. So we are, are really seeing that uh, providing that necessary high-speed internet is important to our financial future. I think another aspect that's that's really interesting about Yellow Springs is that our nonprofit culture is is incredibly strong. I mean, we're a village of about 3,700, but we have over 80 nonprofits, and all of them pretty vital. One of the things that we're seeing is a lot of expansion. For example, um, one of them is Community Solutions, and um, they have established Agraria, which now uh, has expanded to 27 jobs, and they are looking at uh, sustainable agriculture and local food initiatives. And so many of these things are uh, tying into uh, starting these businesses and, and, and really sprouting that entrepreneurship. Um, and that's, I think, overall been a, a focus of a lot of our efforts around resiliency is recognizing the importance of our local commerce. Um, and, and that is something that we want to expand further. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what are some areas that you guys hope to improve, grow, change in, in the coming months and years? Yeah, I think, you know, there are a couple things that uh, I think are important to highlight in that area because a lot of people that come to Yellow Springs, you know, are, are immediately like, wow, what a cool town. We really have it together in a lot of ways. Uh, and, you know, even when I came into the council role eight years ago, there were many things established like uh, our renewable energy portfolio. So we, uh, in a good year, 
have upwards of 94% of the electric that we deliver coming from renewable energy sources. And, you know, that's just been something that we continue to expand and we want to get to 100%. Um, we understand the importance of uh, being a leader in that area. And um, that is where we're looking at several initiatives to expand solar on uh, our public properties. So um, including looking at, you know, potential, you know, parking solution with solar, using some of the land where we store our municipal vehicles. And we've also uh, opened our policies so that we uh, are very open to local solar and making sure that, uh, you know, there's a good quid pro quo with folks that, uh, that establish solar on their in their homes on their homes, but also um, you know adding to the grid. And so I think that's one area that we will continue to focus on. And you know ultimately, it's something I think all communities are going to have to figure out uh, pretty soon. We also uh, really are needing to uh, dive deeper and deeper into uh, how we address affordability issues. Being a small community that's got a lot of attractive amenities, I mean, we've got, you know, we're part of the nation's largest paved trail network that goes right through town. We've got the Glen Helen Nature Preserve to one side of the village that you can easily access. And uh, the only public pool in our county. So a variety of different things that have, uh, you know, certainly, um, I guess, added to the gentrification that we're seeing, you know, all across America. And some of the ways that we are addressing that uh, is, is to really take some bold initiatives. Uh, we recently saved 16 affordable housing uh, rental units that were part of what's called loss in place. Uh, it was put on the market and uh, sort of promoted as a great opportunity to create high-end condos and the village saw an opportunity to uh, get involved. We ultimately purchased that building and are now working with the residents on not only uh, fixing uh, the, the apartments and upgrading them, but also making sure that we keep them affordable. And I think that is kind of a, a symbol of the innovative culture that I've really seen develop in Yellow Springs, uh, even more so in the last several years. We are working with, we have our own Yellow Springs Home Inc. affordable housing nonprofit who recently uh, put together a pocket neighborhood. It's a mixture of 12 uh, rental and home ownership uh, opportunities. And the upshot of that is a lot of folks that were getting priced out of the village were able to stay um, because of uh, these opportunities. And so that is another area where we want to continue to work with um, Home Inc. and other groups to try to mitigate gentrification as much as we can. And the affordability challenge, of course, is, I think, probably one of the most difficult ones for most communities. And in Yellow Springs, it, it is something that our citizens really embrace and um, have high expectations from their elected officials to deliver on. 
I guess one other area that we are continuing to do a lot of work on is, is in social justice. You know, with many uh, municipalities, there are these uh, pain points that help remind you of the importance of the work that you're doing and to continue to um, prioritize that work. And I know that's certainly the case with our policing and making sure that our uh, village policing does meet the, uh, the values that, that are important to us, particularly about being a welcoming community to all backgrounds, all individuals. And so we have uh, established a justice system task force, which is becoming a more permanent commission that has brought in innovations like uh, we have a social worker who's full-time that's part of our police team and we're expanding that role. That's something that uh, you know a few bigger communities have done and we've seen a lot of success in that in terms of promoting diversity, promoting equity. And um, we're currently looking at a citizen review board to further build uh, stronger relationships between community members and our uh, peace officers, as we refer to them in Yellow Springs. Mm. Lots of good stuff going on. One thing that struck me in your your application in the contest in a previous round, the applicants wrote, the village of Yellow Springs has worked intentionally to remove barriers for those wanting to become entrepreneurs in our community. Um, And we've recently made it easier for small scale developers by establishing our own building department due to complaints that we were receiving about delays with county services. I know that that is a common thing in so many communities. Um, somebody just wants to, you know, renovate a small building or put up a, you know, a little apartment or something. And the process to do that, all the regulations just takes forever. Tell me about how you guys have, have changed that to make it a little bit easier for entrepreneurs and developers. Yeah, that that's a great one to reference and, and something that, uh, we were, you know, I think honestly a little bit nervous about taking on a building department uh, again for a community our size is is a big deal. But part of it was prompted by, um, you know, one of our locals who lives just right outside of Village Springs is uh, Dave Chappelle. And he's invested in a lot of uh, buildings downtown and is looking at uh, a comedy club, a nail salon, um, supporting our local NPR station and and finding a new facility. And um, that was an initial reason that we looked at this because there were all these projects that needed to move forward. And, um, you know, we hadn't had... uh, a lot of that activity in the past, but we've really been intentional about being um, open for business in Yellow Springs. And um, it you know, led to some of those projects getting to the next stage. And we have quickly started to realize because the building department's just been in effect less than a year. And we now have a new, uh, the Veganry, a new restaurant that's amazing. And they took advantage of our building department and we're up and running in a couple of weeks. Um, the uh, Cresco, the uh, med- medical marijuana um, manufacturer that I mentioned there in their expansion, realized that working with uh, Yellow Springs was going to be much more efficient than going through the county. 
And so it's really taken off. And, and I think that, you know, part of why we ultimately were confident is we have built a team that has some amazing expertise and, you know, owning all our own uh, utilities, you know, so we have, we run our own water plant, we've got our, you know, uh, wastewater treatment. I mentioned the electric we've built a level of expertise that we were confident that we could deliver uh, with the support of, you know, uh, several consultants. It's been a game changer. It's, uh, I think, getting people more excited about um, the opportunities in Yellow Springs. And uh, it's much needed as we try to continue to diversify our local economy. Wonderful. Well, to close this out here, do you have any comments on your uh, your current competitor in this round, Jasper, Indiana? Um, and then also there's another Ohio town in the contest. Um, possible we might even end up with an Ohio showdown at the end, uh, Norwood, Ohio. Yeah. Any any thoughts on those, Jasper or Norwood? Yeah. You know, it's interesting because someone did comment that they uh, envision this uh, Ohio, Ohio in the finals. And um you know, with my rails to trails role, uh, I, I can say with Norwood, um, you know, it's a community that I really appreciate. They have thought a lot about the active transportation aspects a, as we have and, you know, are do, doing more planning around that. Actually, I have a few family members that um, are from Norwood and, uh, and, you know, so there's been a lot of cool discussion about the two. You know, Jasper, Indiana is, is, is another community where um, in my role, as I mentioned, Rails to Trails Midwest policy manager, I get to spend a lot of time in Indiana. You know, I think that there are a lot of aspects of what they're doing, again, around, um, you know, walkability, bikeability. I think that, uh, you know, it's interesting to see some of the um, ways that they're approaching business vitality and that piece. And, uh, you know, I will say, you know, one thing that's, that's an interesting contrast, contrast throughout this contest for us has been that we're quite a bit smaller than, uh, <laughs> you know, all the communities, really most of them. And, um, and yet, you know, we've been really, you know, with, despite our size, um, I think because, there's so much interaction from citizens. We really have become a regional model around a lot of the environmental sustainability and, and affordability and, and other sorts of uh, policies and, and initiatives. And, um, and that's, you know, it's pretty cool to, you know, be in that, have that sort of relationship with our uh, region. And um, so Yellow Springs is, is small, but we're a force. And, um, you know, I think a lot of that really is 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 happened because of the planning efforts that we've done with our active transportation plan and our Bowen housing study that's guiding a lot of what we're doing to address affordability in terms of housing. And then, you know, also just uh, developing an innovative culture that has um, really put us, uh, moved us forward in some ways that, uh, you know, continue to make being an elected official really exciting. Yeah, wonderful. 
Well, for our listeners, you can learn more about the contest and vote in this matchup by visiting strongtowns.org slash strongest town. And Brian House, thank you so much and good luck to Yellow Springs in this phase of the contest. Thank you, Rachel. It was great talking.